Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You are now listening to part two of my conversation with my mother, Vanessa Theo. If you haven't already listened to part one, please go do that first. Please enjoy. What are some of the qualities about me that you find particularly admirable? Oh, I, there's so many. Uh, how do I point them all out? Like, you're, because you're different, you're interesting. And every family should be so lucky to have somebody like you in the family. Mm. Okay? So that's the first thing. You give us a different perspective because you think about it differently. Your thought processes are quite sound and quite atypical, to be honest with you. It's just the way you verbalize it that isn't, and I love it, absolutely yeah. love it. It's Often I look at you as if to say, what is he going to say next? <laughs> but the one thing I really love, and it just blows me away, is what you do with dates. You have lots of random information for random dates, all these random celebrities and stars from the dates that they died and, you know, all different kinds of information and the dates that it happened to them as well. You just know all this information about them. Give us an example. You have to do this for, okay. your, for your audience. Okay, fine. I love um, it. I just love it. <laughs> on the 2nd of January, 1990, one of my favourite actors passed away, Alan Hale Jr. If you don't know who he is, he played the skipper on Gilligan's Island. I particularly love that character because he's a mental reflection of my dad. What did he die of? Thyroid cancer. How old was he? 68. When was he born? 8th of March, 1921. What else happened on that day, on the 2nd of January, 1990? Was that the date? Actually, something did happen six days after that. What happened? An English actor named Terry Thomas Exactly six away. days? Yeah. yeah. Who's the Terry Thomas when he's at home? Terry Thomas was an, was an actor. He was suffering from Parkinson's disease for many years, and he spent a lot of his fortune on med medical expenses. What year was he born? 1911. When did he die? The 8th of January, 1990, and he was 78. What else happened on that day? On that day, four years later, two months before I was born, an actor from Greenacres named Pat Buttram, he was a regular voice actor for Disney, he passed away that day. At the age of, also at the age of 78, from renal failure. He had a heavy southern United States accent. Okay. And then two months later, on the 4th of March, 16 days before I was born, the Canadian actor John Candy passed away on Catherine O'Hara's 40th birthday, which would probably be her worst birthday. Why? Because he was like her best friend. Oh, And she okay. gave a tearful eulogy at his funeral. That must have been the worst birthday for her. When did she end up dying? She's still alive. Oh, sorry, if she's listening. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sorry, Catherine. But that's what I actually love about you, that you can just say all this information. Yeah. Anyway, before we, the conversation becomes even more sad, I'm going to divert from that. You've got a bit of a photographic memory there, don't you? Yes, I do. Where you can remember this stuff. But you remember it if you've got a passion for it. Yeah. If you have a passion for it, you can recite so much. Yes. But if you don't have a passion for it, you just don't do it. Yeah. If I don't have a passion for something, I'm just not likely yeah, to, to be Yeah, you just turn off. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the, the, the fact that you can do that is amazing. I remember when you were little. Do you remember this? And you were only about two 
I would get a thousand piece puzzle. You were really good at puzzles, which you still are. And you would take one look at it and then I would take out all the pieces, scramble it up. And do you remember how you used to, the first time you found it a bit difficult, although you'd put it together pretty fast, and we are talking a thousand piece puzzle. And after that, what you would do is you would just get any piece and put it together in its random spots and just put the whole thing together. I remember that. That was that was amazing. I see. You weren't you were little. I see. And um as far as I recall what you once said that when I was three years old I watched Thomas for the first time. Is that right? Yes. Thereabouts. Would you be able to describe what that moment was like when I watched it for the first time? I have no idea. You'd have to describe it because it was your experience. I don't remember. How did I know the impact Thomas was going to have on you? I'm not psychic. Just psycho at times, but not psychic. I know. (laughs) Anyway, um, I think I recall when I watched it for the first time, I loved it immediately. There you go. See, you know more than me. I wouldn't have known. So how did you feel when you watched it for the first time? What what were your thoughts? What were your feelings? I was Do you still remember that first time? No. Oh. no. <laughs> I was 3 years old. That was 24 years ago. <laughs> it's just the way you said it it sounded like it did. Yes. Okay. So, are there any other qualities that I that you find admirable? You're a really good person and you're very loyal. You're very true to your beliefs. I like that. And you've got very good ethics. You've got a very good moral compass and you'll always do what's right. And you just, it's just not possible to tell a lie. It's just not possible. It's just not for you. It's just not possible. Not even a white lie. It's just never gonna happen. And I like that. Whether it's a white lie or not, it's still a lie. Yes, yes. And no matter how hard you try to keep something from a woman, she's going to sniff it out eventually. <laughs> because because women are, because women have very cunning minds. They're able to find, they have the ability to, to find out information their own way. <laughs> we do. Because even if you don't say anything to, to a woman and do your best to keep it under wraps, she's going to find out at some point. I know. I know, but see, what I like about you, when you're a teenager, you've stopped, you stopped doing it. You did it a few times, right? So you tell me some crap about something and then it's only happened a few times, but I had to laugh my head off whenever it did. You'd come out to me. I remember this one particular time I was in the kitchen cooking. You come out to me and you said, okay, fine, mum, I've got to tell you, I've just got to confess. And I'm like, oh, what have you done? And you told me whatever it was, you told me the truth. And it was nothing big anyway. And it's like he just could not know that he told me a lie. He just had to come and tell me the truth. He just cannot keep going until he tells me the truth. And I think that's really cute. I see. I didn't have to sniff that out. You did it for me. That was my conscience. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Yeah. You still like that now, though. Even if you don't want to tell me something, it's like, I've just got to tell her. (laughs) Even though I do it with dread sometimes. Yeah, I know. I know. But still, I treat you like an adult. You are an adult. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. So it's not like you do anything bad. I mean, if you come to me and say, look, I've got to confess I took drugs or whatever, I'd be like, okay, this is a different story and that's never going to happen again. 
That's, right? that's a no-go. Yeah, it is. So we're not talking about things like that. It's harmless no. stuff. Exactly. But also because you also raised me to be honest and also that's to right. be to be yeah. open, but also I took it literally. I'm glad. Honest is really important because then that means that every time you say something, people will listen and they will believe what you say. Yes. You don't ever want somebody to hear you and go, you know what, I put a question mark on everything that person says because they'll pee on my leg and then tell me it's raining. So that's the thing. I don't respect that and that's why I don't like my kids being like that. Yeah. Yeah. From very young it's like just give me the truth, whatever it is, give yeah. me the truth, but I'd rather hear it from you than someone else. But I somewhat believe that men are kind of more more likely to lie. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's gender specific. I uh, think that it's just up to the person. It's up to the individual. I don't think it has anything to do with gender. I think yeah. it's just the person. Yeah, that would be a more accurate point. Yeah, I think so. I don't think it's the gender at all. Yeah. I was also going to say, you remember when my close friend Brianna offered for me to travel to Germany and spend time with her for two weeks? Yep. The first thing I said to myself in my head was, oh, crap, what's my dad going to say? <laughs> so who do you come to to make sure that I can smooth it over with dad? Uh, you. Of because, course. <laughs> because you're less protective, Mum. Yeah, that's right. I was packing your bags while your dad was having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Doesn't he always do that when we go overseas? Yes, he does. Yeah, that, that's right. I, I'll never forget. This was so funny. Remember when you got stranded in... The UK? Um, no, 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 no. Oh, Abu Dhabi? Abu Dhabi, yes. And you were stranded in Abu Dhabi the first time. Yeah. Right? And Dad got really upset because you had to go and do a stayover wherever it was in a hotel. Actually, wait, that was the UK. No, no, no. That was the second time, which was oh, yeah. by the second time your dad was okay with it. Okay. Right? But the first time, remember, it was because you rang me and you said, I am stranded in, you actually used the F word. I'm effing stranded in Abu Dhabi. And oh. they've got to put me up for the night. So anyway, your dad was not going to have any of that. No one was going to put their son up for the night. I wanted my son on a plane and straight to... Where was it again? Berlin. Berlin, yes. <laughs> so, anyway, Dad, Dad calls. <laughs> Dad calls. <laughs> the yeah. poor girl. What was her name, Fiona? I forget. Yeah, anyway, the girl at Flight Centre. He calls the poor girl and he starts going off. <laughs> and, and when I, I dropped in to see her and she said, oh, your husband was just going off. And she said, all I could say to him was, can I talk to Vanessa? <laughs> <laughs> she must have been frightened. She was frightened because he was threatening to go to the CEO of Flight Centre and say, I want my son on the next plane. You're not going to put him up anywhere. He's not going to be stranded in Abu Dhabi. I want him on the next plane and I want him to keep going to Berlin. And she was really nervous she's like oh my god what do i do but you're on the next plane <laughs> because you're waving these people goodbyes they're all going off to the hotel for the night yeah. and you're waving goodbye and you're going off on a plane <laughs> she actually and i think it was business class actually yeah it was it was <laughs> 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 yeah, i 
that's that's a loving European dad for you. <laughs> so so there you go. Here I am saying to Dad, don't worry, it's part of the travel experience. They'll put him up for a night. Don't worry about it. But no, your dad was not very happy. He was going to be the CEO and lodge a formal complaint, but this happens all the time, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Yes, he kind of reminds me of Woody. Yeah. So, so there are some advantages to having a helicopter father. Yeah. Yeah. There are. There are. Although I'm pretty nervous of when I have a girlfriend. Why? If you'll uh, ex- accept her or not. Well, you know it's my job to work on him. If I think she's okay, then you know that I've got to then work yeah. with your father. And you know he normally comes around. That's yeah. the way it works in this household. Yes, but it's not just Dad that's protective of me. My sister's protective of me for some reason. She is too, yes. So it's her I've got to work on as well. But then again, that's Whereas, I've got to make sure that she's a good girl too. Yeah. So if she is a good girl and they're just being overprotective, then that's where, you know... I still can't understand why a twenty-two-year-old girl would even be would even be extremely protective of of her older brother who's twenty-seven. Maybe she's just a good sister. A loving European sister, more yes. like. <laughs> so tell me, Mum, do you happen to have any advice for a successful marriage, considering the fact that you and Dad have been together for thirty-three years? Um. You have to be very understanding. You have to be tolerant. And also remember that, you know, you often think that you're putting up with their crap. But there's probably crap of your own that they're putting up with too. So maybe you're even on that score. Mm. Make time for each other. Still go out on dates. Because um, you know Dad and I do that. Yeah. I don't know. that. That's probably where I come at it from. And... You know, just be there for each other. Be, be nice yeah. to each other. Treat each other well. Because I could very well. I mean, Dad's five years older than me, so I could very well be picking out his retirement home. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. he needs to be nice. <laughs> he, he gets that. <laughs> yeah. um, and, if, and if a husband and wife are in a stalemate, do not give an ultimatum. That's where you just have to compromise, don't you? Exactly. Find a solution that satisfies both. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't happen either. Sometimes one has to give in. It depends on the severity of the situation. That's right. You, and, and, you know, you, but you do need to just be fair-minded about it. Yeah. Also, not only be, be loyal, but also grateful. Because a spouse is like one of the most valuable treasures that anybody could ever have. Yeah, and the longer you're together, the more that's probably true. Because they're that person that's stuck by you through thick and thin, all the good and the bad times. They're the ones that have always been there. Exactly. It's that person. Nobody else. It's that person. So, you know, and you can't forget that. It's easy to forget those things. But that's the person you share your history with. That's the person you share your life with. And that's the person that sticks by you no matter what. And when that happens, you've got to remember that when there are bad times. Because it's not all roses. No. And also, very importantly, when you marry someone, you have to be absolutely serious about committing to that person and only that person. Because if you Calm have down, another, Michael. Because if you have another person on the side, that's not good f- no, that's for your relationship. Not. That's not. No, it's not good for your relationship. Because I personally, I'd rather be, be with only one woman and stick by her until the day one of us passes on. And in fact... 
If that was the case, I would make a little shrine of her. What, once she's gone? If she dies before me. Yeah, okay. That's way into the future, Margaret. Yes, of course. Yeah. So I'm not going to that either. Yeah. Another thing about marriage is marriage does not define ownership. And you don't possess that person either. 100%. Because your dad's never owned me and I've never owned him and he will never own me. A lot of people these days prefer to think of marriage as just a piece of paper. Mm. That's called a marriage certificate. It is. It's the principle that matters. The principle is marriage is the spiritual and emotional bond between two souls agreeing to spend and share their lives together. Yes. It's a partnership. And also, gentlemen, if you say things like, we'll talk about it later, don't say that. Because that is a man's way of saying, I don't want to talk about it ever. And expect it to never be brought up again. And women know that. Yes. Yes. Because women have very sharp minds, which I'm particularly impressed by. And Ain't that true? Yes. Because <laughs> the, more, the more intelligent a woman is, the more attractive she is. Because after all, a flat, a beautiful hairstyle, a face full of makeup, a pair of breasts, and a large backside do not define a woman. What goes on in a woman's heart and in a woman's mind is what defines a woman. If she has a pure heart, a pure soul, and a very intelligent mind, that's what defines a beautiful woman. But the problem is, those women are very scarce these days. I think there's plenty out there. Not that I've encountered. Not just because you haven't encountered them doesn't mean that they're not out there. But that's what happens when you're trapped in a bubble. Oh, well. One day we'll burst that bubble for you. I've been wanting that for <clears throat> years. Mm-hmm. Even though my sister and brother don't don't particularly enjoy having a serious father, I do. Well, that's one of us. But the only problem is my dad is not stoic and he's not stoned face either. If he was, that would have been a, a bit of a bonus. Oh, God. <laughs> that would have just been more work for me, Michael. No. <laughs> and because there's another actor that I also happen to admire. His name's Mark Evan Jackson. Who's he? Oh, he, was a, he works in comedies, but um, he's characters are, are strict and authoritative and he has a, a distinctive deadpan delivery with lines he's in parks and recreation the good place and brooklyn 99 okay and surprisingly he's not even a dad despite being married that might come one day he's somebody i would love to meet interview and work with oh my goodness yeah because deadpan is my favorite humor it is yeah i'd agree with that I have no idea, but wait, has my sense of humour always been dry? Yes. Even when I was a kid? Yes. You know what I loved when you were a kid? What? This is what I loved. What? <laughs> you remember this? What? Remember watching Looney Tunes? Yes. Tell me, you know. I did impressions? You did impressions, but what did you find really funny with Looney Tunes? Oh, yeah, the dynamite exploding. Yeah, <laughs> and you would... Kill yourself laughing. You would just laugh out loud so loud. It was hysterical. And every time something exploded, you'd laugh and then you'd go, kaboom, and then you'd laugh more. <laughs> yeah, I just, it's just the sound, the sound of the explosion. It just, just comes across as funny. I know. Oh, it was really funny watching you laugh about that. Yeah, I still kind of find it a little bit funny to a degree. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm glad you don't see them as violent. I'm glad that you saw them as being... Because in this um, 
cancel culture that we live in now. Yeah. They demonise all that stuff and think it's violent and... That sounds like mm. something more beneficial for parents, mm. especially mothers. Yeah, it's a bit of a drag, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because some mothers are very over- overprotective of their kids. Mm-hmm. They consider TV a dangerous influence, but I don't. I see it as a source of entertainment. Yeah, it depends what you watch. Yeah, exactly. But I prefer to watch what's healthier for the mind. That's right. Because once you watch something that makes you feel uncomfortable, you can't rub it out, can you? No. That's why when you were kids, I always looked at the ratings and I always looked at what you were watching because I always said to you, if once you see it, you can't rub it out. It's yeah. there. You know, even as adults. You know, just be aware of what you're going to watch because yeah. once it's there, it's there. Yeah. That's why I don't watch horror films or thrillers mm. or any of the Halloween films or any th- monster films mm. either. That's why I'm pretty restrictive of what I watch. Mm-hmm. That's all right. You watch things that make you laugh. Yeah. because it's great. Because comedy is my favourite genre. Yeah, it is. I know. I hear you laughing very it's, loud it's, often. It's healthy, healthier for the mind. Yeah, it is. And after a hard day at work, when you come home and you watch comedy, it's a really good release. Yeah, yeah, it is. Although, with acting, I do also have a particular fondness for playing villains because, because for me, it's a healthy way for me to channel my anger. I know. You, you learned that when you were like a teenager. Yeah. And um, you would come home from school and if you had a tough day, you would come into your bedroom and you would, you would just act the villain. Yeah. say King Henry or whatever it is that you would act, but you would act it out and you would just release all that aggression. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes, I it remember. Was, it was actually a really interesting coping mechanism. Yeah, that's that's why I that's the main reason why I developed a passion for playing villains. Mm-hmm. Not because they're evil, but because it's a healthy coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. So that way it's a it's a method that that impacts nobody, nobody else that's or right. even myself. Yeah. Yep, and you get to release all of that frustration that you were feeling for whatever the reason is. Yeah. But that that's really good because rather than, than keep it inside and it just bottles up, if you can come home and just release it and find ways of releasing that, that's it's magic. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that you can take with you your whole life. Exactly. Because if I didn't use this, um, this coping mechanism, I could have easily just threw things around or or hit people, or punch things. Well, sometimes people act like that out of frustration. They don't know how to release it. Sometimes that is the case. But I can't do that. Mm, That's right. Yeah. And because I'm not a fighter. No, you're a lover, not a fighter. Yeah. Or they can be pretty aggressive when I want to be or or need to be. You can get very cranky, but that's those ethnic genes in you. Yeah. Yeah. But it's sometimes. Yeah. It's not all the time. That's fine. Yeah. We can't always be happy. No, it's not possible. I believe this is now the point of the podcast where we reach the Ask Mr. A Plus segment. The Ask Mr. A Plus segment is, is a segment that gives the guests a chance to ask me questions, whatever's on their mind. So... Okay. Uh, do you happen to have any questions for me? So, have you enjoyed doing this podcast? Yes, I have. You have? I'm very proud of it, and I and I stand by it. Okay, that's good. Who's your favourite singer? There's a few of them, actually. Yep. Kylie Minogue, Samantha Jade, 
and Natalie Bassingthwaite. Although, i got to start listening to Delta Goodrum's songs. She's a pretty girl. I noticed that you like all the pretty girls. It's not so much that. It's because my favourite genre of music is pop. Yeah. And I've always only liked female singers because it makes me feel things more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you remember going to see Kylie in 2019? March. March. To yeah. be exact, the date? It was um, the 5th. Oh, there you go. Yes, I remember that night. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even step out to take a breather. I know. See, normally you do like to do that because being on the spectrum, you know, all it's very sensory. Yep. And uh, the loud music can really get to you at some stage. And not, you're pretty good. I mean, you'll go to shops and all that kind of stuff. So you can actually deal with a lot of the sensory stuff. You're actually quite good with that. But that night is the first time ever you never had to leave a venue like that for a break. You sat through the whole thing and that really surprised me. I've never seen you do that for anyone other than Kylie. You sat there and you watched the whole thing start to finish. Yeah. Loved it, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. But although I did also have a pair of earplugs in my ears to um, minimise the noise. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason why I, why I use them. I know, but you do that when we go to different functions and you still go out for a break. That's yeah, normal. Because... <clears throat> Loud noises and loud chatter can sometimes lead to sensory overload. Yeah, overload, that's right. Whereas you were at a concert and you were not going to move, which is just perfect. Yeah. And like I said, God bless her. Yes, God bless her, all right. Yes. Do you happen to have any other questions for me? Tell me about a happy memory from your childhood. There is one in particular. What? All the numerous times that you used to get me yowies. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And ever since then, they've been my favourite chocolates. Yes, I know. You'd come home from school and they'd be on your bed, like on your, sitting on your pillow. You remember that? Yeah, I yeah. remember that. <laughs> so i go and do the shopping during the day and I'd just put it on your pillow and you'd come home to a little surprise. But they'd be in your lunchbox too. Yeah, I remember that as well. Yeah. Loved that. And I'm still buying them for you, I know. Yeah, I'm really appreciative of that. Yeah, just here and there, I'll I still know. buy you a yaoi. I absolutely love them. Yeah. I also would like to um, extend my th- my thanks to to the people of the USA for reviving the yaoi brand. Thank you for it. Without you, it would not have been possible. Thank you. It's partly your love of animals that you love the yaois, isn't it? Yes, that's you have right. A, you've, you've been like that since a young child. Yep. Really, like, I think that you would take a bullet for an animal. Yes, I would. I do think that you would. In spite of my fear of spiders. Ooh, I wouldn't take a bullet for a spider. Ooh, no, thanks. I'm I'd sc- help kill the thing. Ooh. I'm, I'm scared of them because of no. their appearances. Yes. I'm with you there. Although, I do find peacock tarantulas um, less uh, frightening. Mm, no, they're all frightening. Yes. Do you have any other questions? How do you feel about being in a loud European family? It's a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah, because I'm interested in this response, yeah. It's... I've never asked you before because you're just plain in it. So it's um, like, well, it, whatever, but... It has its advantages, but sometimes it has its annoyances. Like? What's annoying about it? They're very loud. They put a lot of emphasis on, on family frequently. They insist on being close with their, with all their relatives, which I've never really particularly had any particular interest in. Mm-hmm. I just I was just always like that. Mm-hmm. And um, 
some of them often exaggerate when they talk. Yes. And a lot of things bother them. Yeah. Yes. They're a bit red-blooded, aren't they? Yep. Yeah. But their food is absolutely amazing. Yep. And so is their cultures. And the fact that they're undyingly loyal to their families and friends and would do anything for them and they would always make the time for them and that they don't put their jobs before them. Yep. Which everybody else in this country does. Well, I don't know about that. Well, it's because Australia is, is a very fast-paced, busy lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, but I still think that, you know, regardless whether you're European or Australian or um, or from India or Asia or any country, I think that people do generally put their families first. Yeah, that's, that's good. Mm. And so they should. Yep, that's right. But anyway, this it's is... A, you, probably Europeans are just louder about it. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, that's right. I love that we're loud. Yeah. Even though it can be a bit of a sensory overload for me, I'm still... I know. Still proud to be European. <laughs> Even though the fact that my sister is actually more proud of it than I am. Yes, she is. Well, I like to say, Mum, thank you for coming on this podcast today. It was quite a pleasure chatting with you. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for thank your time. You. Thanks for your time. No problem. You're welcome. Thanks. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to do this again nah like that we're on the telephone bye 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 so that's all the time we have for today ladies and gentlemen thank you for your for your time hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and i wish you all the best and have a great day thank you for your time because you're different you're interesting and every family should be so lucky to have somebody like you in the family you're a really good person and you're very loyal you're very true to your beliefs I like that and you've got very good ethics, you've got a very good moral compass and you'll always do what's right and you just it's just not possible to tell a lie, it's just not possible. It's just not for you, it's just not possible. Not even a white lie, it's just never gonna happen. And I like that. <laughs>